You know, some people enjoy composing their own music, chord by chord, and others are happiest when they come across that one perfect song. Work is not a lot different than that. Whether you prefer building your own workflow or using a pre-made template, with Monday.com, you and the team can work in a way that's comfortable for everyone. Tap the banner to go to Monday.com and build your own amazing workflow or find an awesome template. No judgment. Hi, folks. Be sure to visit my website at dr-history.com for a short personal video message to listen to the latest stories and to leave a comment. Right now, without further ado, we say good morning to a dear, dear friend and uh, one of the most listened to segments that we have on this program, Dr. History. Good morning. Good morning, Zeb. How are you? I'm doing great. Listen, you're a little guy. I mean, you what do you weigh, 145, 50 pounds? 52. What county do you anticipate flying into this afternoon? Well, this it was rough getting up? here this morning, but I can guarantee you, I probably won't even have to start my pickup to get home. You can just kind of turn the wings yeah. out yeah. and land. Yeah, just open the doors. Yeah, just. <laughs> <laughs> I don't chase my hat well, and I've yeah, lost I'll it a bunch. Yeah. yeah. What's going on hysterically, well, or historically, how, I should how say? Does, how does buried Spanish treasure and dead people sound? One sounds real good. Okay, well, let's just move ahead then, all okay. right? Okay, so uh, there's a guy named Zacharias Whitlow, and he was digging, and he came across some uh, uh, bones, human bones, all right? Yeah. And at this point, he I want you to picture this guy digging, and at last he had found uh, what he'd been looking for, all right? Okay. He's a 50-year-old man, and he had used history to arrive at the final conclusion, though he had not yet seen a piece of the metal. He knew it was there. The unknown murdered man was buried on top of the buried treasure. Now, where was this? This is down in uh, New Mexico area. Okay. So what happened was, Zeb, is the the, uh, Spanish... They would get uh, have the, the Indians help them get all this gold. They would put it into bars. Then they would take one or two of the guys out and bury the treasure. Then they would kill the Indian and put his body on top of the gold and then cover it over. Well, wait a minute. This Indian, did he know he was going to meet his oh, demise? No, no, no. He just was a happy worker for a while. Uh-huh. <laughs> till he, Pay wasn't he, real he, good, he, was he, it? He marked the spot. I see. So anyway, so picture this. He, uh, this Whitlow guy has found the treasure. Now, it would soon be dark, so wiping the sweat from his forehead with a bandana, Whitlow rose and finished shoveling out the bones, and from the five-foot-deep trench cut into this hillside, uh, before the bones were fully exposed, the shovel made contact with some metal bars. The last few pounds of dirt were removed by hand, revealing the stacked bullion. Now, the bars were about three inches in diameter, about eight inches long, and he picked one up, and he actually uh, took a look at it, of course, and the bar, he would guess, assayed at better than 50% gold, because back then, the the smeltering process wasn't real good. I see. So So they had a mixture? Right. Yeah, a mixture. So anyway, the old uh, smelting methods had not been able to remove all of the other metals, but there was silver and gold bullion under this in this cache, and he knew that he'd found the mother load basically. Wow. So uh, well, Whitlow didn't even suspect that uh, glowing da- uh, dark eyes watched him from another hillside. Oh no! Wait a minute! Whoa, whoa, whoa! He was in danger. He was being watched. Oh. Okay, a short-barreled rifle in the hands of one of several men were watching his every movement. 
As he was digging. As he was digging. He was all by himself. Yeah, yeah. Well, Whitlow shoved the small bar that he'd found into a pocket, and he retrieved his shovel. He intended covering the treasure uh, for the night, but he never started. A bullet hit into his right shoulder. Mm. Bullet number one. Bullet number one. Throwing him off balance against the wall, he dropped the shovel, trying to stay on his feet. Bullet number two, a second one, uh, hit into the left side of his chest. Oh. <laughs> More bullets uh, around his, uh, hitting around him all over. Okay, so he, uh, he crawled downhill behind the protection of a wall and realized that the would-be killer uh, was firing from a, a hill. And as long as he stayed down, he wouldn't be hit. Okay. Now, he's hit twice. He's hit twice okay. now. Yeah, not in good places. No. So, anyway, so finally he took a little breather and, and uh, tried to figure out his best route of escape. Now, again, he's bleeding. Okay? Yeah, well, imagine yeah. that. So he didn't uh, try making for, he actually had a little rented adobe house across from a place called Chalili Creek. And I never even heard Don't of that. Don't ask me just, about that I'm one. I'm thinking it's just a tiny, tiny little place. Okay. But anyway, this little Chalili Creek was kind of a Mexican uh, village. Yeah. But uh, the rifleman, he figured, surely had come from this little village. Okay. Or riflemen. But anyway, he managed to get to his shaky feet. He hunkered over uh, to remain hidden uh, while trying to move. Well, in the hills, three miles beyond, was a guy by the name of Norman Coombs. Okay, now this guy's going to play an important part here. Never trust Norman. Norman Coombs. Okay, he was a young cowboy. He was on the job. Uh, he was helping watch some cattle out in uh, on the range. Now, Whitlow realized that Coombs probably represented his one chance for help. And this is like three miles away. Okay, so Whitlow was forced to stop and rest every so often because obviously he was getting weaker. But after that, he stumbled into the... Uh, a uh, small gray tent that where Coombs was living uh, while he watched the cows. Okay? okay. Now, Whitlow's wounds were bandaged as well as possible in this camp, and his arm was placed in a sling to protect the shoulder. But an hour last before he felt up to much talking, and here's what he said. He said, I found the gold and silver. That's what Whitlow said to Norm. Maybe he shouldn't have said that. Well, no, it's okay. Oh, okay. <laughs> and he said, it's in the place I told you. So obviously these two had been friends before. Friends, yeah. Yeah. So uh, Coombs lifted, uh, he, he pulled out the bar, and Coombs uh, uh, looked at it, and he says, yeah, it's it's gold. Yeah. And then he says, by golly, you sure enough did find some old Spanish treasure. That's uh-huh. exactly what he said. Okay. Now, when Whitlow tried to continue talking, the cowboy said, Now, you just lie down. You just kind of rest. Take it easy. Well, before dawn, Whitlow was dead. He, he was, died he of his died. wounds? Yeah. Well, you know, he's hitting some pretty vital spots there. Well, yeah, but I thought he was having a good conversation. Well, well, by morning, he was gone. So they didn't help him at all? No. I mean, this Coombs guy did all he could, you know, to try yeah. to try to bandage This is feet. just like those Saturday morning serials where the commercial comes on and says, we'll be right we'll back. We'll be right back. And that's what we're going to do. Okay, let's do it. We right have now. to do that. Okay. Uh, I want to remind everybody about Jim Patrick, State Senator, District 25, and he wants to say thank you to everyone who has supported him in the past, and he's asking for your vote on May 15th. Get out and vote on May 15th and let your voice be heard. Jim is a 40-year farmer and 20-year bank director 
director, and he fully understands business issues and the growth of Idaho and also understands all about our water issues. Don't forget, he wants your vote on May 15th. Jim Patrick for State Senator, District 25, paid for by Jim Patrick for Senator, District 25. Also, real quick, don't forget Ervana, defined as the ultimate level of comfort you'll achieve with the presence of a new Lennox home comfort system. And when you buy a new Lennox home comfort system at Ramsey Heating and Electric, you can get up to $1,700 in rebates. Ervana is just another way to make you feel comfy. Don't forget Ramsey Heating and Electric at 678-0459 or visit their website at ramseysonline.com. And now, ladies and gentlemen, back to the shooting of the gold digger. Okay, so Whitlow is dead. Coombs had no problem packing the body out on a horse to the ranch that where he had worked. Uh-huh. But anyway, he started back to his camp, and he felt sure that some of the villagers had done Whitlow in. They, he was pretty sure of that. Well, Coombs was absolutely certain the villagers uh, uh, combined to wipe out all trace of Whitlow's presence among them. Uh, the cowboy knew the exact spot where Whitlow had excavated and he went there, but the open hole had disappeared. Oh, wait a minute. So, now, the cowboy went to where the digging yeah, was. Yeah, so he okay. found it. Okay. okay. So Combs speculated on how he could get the treasure out without being shot, too, because he knew that he was going to be watched as well. Now, this guy is 19 years old. He'd grown up on a Texas ranch. Uh, this is the cowboy. The cowboy. Okay. Yeah. Now, like, we're going to go back to Whitlow, give you a little more background on him before he got killed yeah okay he had not been a prospector and was not a westerner he'd come from a new england college where he served as professor of history okay now whitlow uh talked freely about the the hordes of gold and silver that were buried all through the region following the spanish occupation so while researching some old manuscripts he had found he found one clue after another so he kind of had a pretty good idea where some of the bullion and the spanish gold had been buried mm-hmm. so uh, and that was back in uh, when it was gold uh, was buried back in about 1608 really and as i mentioned the spanish would uh, kind of forced the Indians to work for them yeah. uh, to uh, get the gold, uh, make it into gold bars and And they stuff. were cruel people. They were. They? And yeah. uh, like I said, when they got enough and they wanted to bury it, they'd just have a guy go out with them somewhere, dig the hole, bury the gold, shoot the guy, and put why, him on top of the Why did they do that? I don't understand that part well, of it. Well, it was kind of a, uh, a, a legend or something uh, that... They, the Indians would not dig up a bury a dead person, so they if they knew that there was a dead body there over the gold, they they would stay away from it. I see. They wouldn't go near it. Oh, so anyway, like I say, they'd been. Would in, you? No. Well, okay. I don't know. <laughs> you know, the natives had been put to work, like say, mining the gold and silver. The ore was cast into bars. Those were stored. Uh, uh, a little of the gold and silver was probably removed, but most of it actually was buried for safekeeping. Really? So the Spanish actually didn't take that much. So there's a lot of it still buried down there somewhere. What time do we leave? Uh, uh, well, 2 o'clock. Okay. okay. All right. So, but the other thing the Spanish did, they would disguise the place where the mines were. They would seal them up and hide them. Uh, so... They would be hard to find unless you knew pretty much exactly. And that's where uh, Whitlow came along because he studied some historical documents and he kind of figured out where some of this was. Now, historical documents from the conquistadors? Yeah, from the Spanish. Oh, I see. Yeah. 
So, anyway, stories of the great wealth have been around for years. The treasure was put away in the usual Spanish custom. Again, a selected man dug the pit, stored the bars therein, and was killed and buried on top of it. Uh, the natives were warned that they should not go near this or a terrible calamity would befall them. Now, according to some records, the mission church, there was a mission church that was built, occupied uh, on a kind of a side hill. Now, Whitlow had discovered evidence placing this gold inside this old adobe church, all right, which was pretty much in ruins by now, all right? Yeah. So his evidence indicated that gold and silver had been buried inside the walls of this church, this old uh, church, but uh, Whitlow had come south from Albuquerque alone, and perhaps it never occurred to him that the peaceful natives would strongly resent his digging into the hill where the building had once stood. Oh, boy. He didn't uh, think that through. All yeah. Right. So arriving, and he was all by himself. Yeah, all by himself. Yeah. Whoa. So, so again, another wrong move. But He wasn't the brightest light no, in the fixture, yeah. was he? But, uh, you know, he arrived in the spring, yeah. and he became acquainted with this guy, Norman Coombs. And when the cowboy put in this temporary line camp, and they visited back and forth, and uh, after uh, trenching for a month, Whitlow reported to the cowboy that he had found the base foundation. Okay, this was kind of buried from sand and wind and stuff. And he'd found the walls. So he was on the right track. So he found the old church. Yeah, okay. right. right. And the walls, you know, two centuries before had been partially torn down and covered, and they were at a depth of only a few feet. But uh, that's where he encountered the cache of the gold. Oh, my God. And this is the gold that cost him his life. Well, yeah. Combs felt certain that the natives had watched him carefully from the first day of his arrival. They had no intention, whatever, of allowing the gold and silver to be taken. Right. Because of the the mystery or the, you know, the bad blood. Or well, whatever. yeah, and one of their own was uh, killed, uh, yeah. covered up. Right. Okay. Anyway, uh, so after this, Combs felt compelled to make a try for the treasure, but he realized that getting it out alone would be almost impossible and months passed away and he kind of stewed and thought about it, you know. I mean, he knew where it was, but he was a little nervous about this. Well, Combs ran into a former friend from Texas named King Algert. Algert. Okay. Now we got another person in the fray. Now we've got number three guy. Okay, okay, number three. He decided to take him into his confidence. Now, Algert wanted to leave at once, and Whitlow's bar of gold was uh, sold to grubstake their uh, expedition. So they sold that bar of gold okay. that was Whitlow's. The two men slipped cautiously into the hills west of the village and soon reached the site of the gold. They worked at night and slept during the day. One dug while the other hid on the uh, above on the uh, hill with a rifle. Just to watch. Oh. Okay. So yeah. things are looking better. I see. Well, on the fourth day, an old man who knew Coombs uh, and two boys walked directly into the camp. Well, Algert and Coombs were cooking a meal, and they talked with the villager as he prepared to leave. The old man asked, uh, what are you doing here? Okay. Uh-huh. Not good. And Coombs said, we're hiding out. And he said, uh, we're heading south tomorrow. Okay. Really? Try, trying to, you know, appease this guy. Yeah. And the Indian the villager said, quote, more better you go now. Oh, really? <laughs> Were his parting war- warning words. Uh-huh. All right. Well, in considerable alarm, Coombs turned to Algert and he said, you know, we've got tonight only and maybe not that. So, well, we need to, uh, but a few hours. We're right on top of the gold. They knew where it was. They found it. Well, uh, scarcely a darkness closed over the hills. Uh, they moved in with one pack mule. A few shovelfuls of dirt exposed the bars. Algert and Coombs examined a number of gold bars in the bright moonlight. They said, let's go. 
So the, uh, they each packed all the bars they were able to carry. Okay? The two men went to the mule, loaded them on the mule. All right, so you got this picture? I do. Two guys. Uh, a picture of a mule. <laughs> a mule. I hope I'm not looking from the south. Okay. So uh, anyway, they as, as they were going along here, they, they had the mule loaded, and Combs stopped for a minute. He said, I think I hear something. Uh-oh. The plot thickens. The, the plot thickens. And he whispered uh, to Algert. He says, I, I saw something down there. And uh, so they stopped for a few minutes, and they kind of listened and watched and looked. And, and Algert said, well, he says, I don't hear anything. Says, uh, so they started down the slope, and uh, they had the treasure. And uh, Algert actually knocked a rock loose, and it went tumbling down the hill, making noise. No, clumsy. Clumsy Algert, and a yeah. single shot rang out. Uh-oh. Then a half a dozen more shots rang out. At, and they're shooting at Coombs. And Algert, they're, oh, because they're together with I this see. mule. I see. Okay. Well, uh, moving back, Coombs waited until Algert reached him. They got together. They'd started around a high point of the hill when Algert fell. Uh-oh. Uh, his partner had been wounded badly. Uh, Algert was uh, helped onto the mule with the gold. And the men in the night, the other guy, the, whoever was doing it, kept shooting and shooting at him. And anyway, uh, jerking a six-gun, Coombs began shooting back. Uh, Algert was wounded a second time, so now he's got two bullets in him. Coombs took a bullet in the left hip, the left thigh, so now they're both wounded. The two men uh, rushed on for a mile or more. Rushed on? <laughs> rushed on yeah. as best you can with bullets in you. Yeah. So pushing on after daylight, the two men reached a place called Manz- Manzano, a little village, I think, Manzano. Yeah. Anyway, they were both still alive, but Algert died the next day. Now, Coombs uh, suffered... Obviously, from his leg wound, he went on to Albuquerque, where the gold bars were sold for more than $10,000. Wow. So that was, you know, pretty pretty good. Uh, that would set him up. Yeah. But it took about four months under a doctor's care for Coombs to uh, get him better enough to where he could walk, basically. Okay, now I'm trying to follow all this. Coombs originally was a bad guy shooting the first guy. No. Oh. Okay. So Whitlow and Coombs... We're friends. Gotcha. Whitlow was the history professor. And he got shot. And he got shot and But killed. we don't know who shot him. They think, Coombs thinks it's the villagers. Oh. Okay. Okay. Coombs was a cowboy. Uh-huh. And he, Whitlow told Coombs where the gold was before right. he died. And then Coombs teamed up with... Algert. Algert. So he and Algert went back and got some gold and were able to get away. Of course, Algert died in the process. Okay. And Coombs sold the money, sold the gold for ten thousand dollars. And what happened? Quick, I got a minute left. Well, uh, he got home. Uh, th- um, they think that they didn't get very much of the gold. They think that there's a lot of it still buried there, not only that place but other places. And so, and this, nobody knows where it no. is. But this little town of Chilili is is actually southeast of Albuquerque. On the uh, New Mexico state line, gotcha. somewhere in there. Okay. And they're just pretty sure that there's only been a handful of this gold that's been discovered. Well, what taken. are we waiting for? I don't know. Let's go to Chilili. It's <laughs> <laughs> easy for you to say. <laughs> <laughs> Let's go to Chilili. So, and then whatchamacallit died, right, Coombs? N- no, he, he went home. Okay. With this $10,000. With $10,000. And where did he finally meet his demise? I he just lived to a ripe old age and oh. went to the Caribbean and I see. went on a cruise. He rented one of those cruise ships. He, he yeah, did. Okay, gotcha. <laughs> 
Thank you. I had a little hard time following who shot who there for a while. Yeah, who's on first. Yeah, and what's on second. Yeah. I don't know what's on third. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.